0: Support your journey to wellness at B I O P T I M I Z E R S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium breakthrough from Bio Optimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.
1: Hey, to all those joining, welcome back to another episode of the Best Bets Show presented by our fine sponsor at Bet Rivers, Matthew Cox, running points tonight. Mr. Kai McKeon, Mr. Jim Root are my colleagues, as they usually are. Uh, Jim, you gave this slate today a D minus. I think that's a fair appraisal. It is finals week. It is kind of in this lull of the midweek, uh, you know, pre Christmas post feast week thing. But Hey, there's action out there for us to gamble on. And we so have, and we will discuss that. Um, Kai going to you first. Um, not a ton yes. to learn from last night, but did you find a takeaway
2: for us? Well, I'm sure Jim will touch more on Creighton. Uh, and yes, they I have lost five. I Street. wouldn't dare. I wouldn't dare, but I want to talk Arizona state real quick. Let's pump the brakes, boys and girls. We've seen this movie before 2016, 10 and 3 start, missed the tournament. 2018, 12 and 0 start, number one in the country, 11 seed. 2019, 7 and 0 start, 11 seed. 2020, 8 and 2, TBD on the tournament, they're on the bubble. We've seen this movie before. Arizona State was impressive, Jim, against Creighton, but pump the brakes on if they're actually a good team yet.
3: Yeah, and again, it's it's Creighton without Kalkbrenner, and that's why I'm not really going to rip on Creighton because I think he's mega important for them, despite how well Fred Fred King played last night. Honestly, he was rather impressive filling in that center spot, but the sophomores are still figuring things out for Creighton. They still kind of can't shoot. I think that's more, more of an issue for them than really anything else we saw out there. But Kai, to your point on ASU, and it was the biggest game of the night, so it's worth reiterating, they beat Tarleton by three, VCU by four, Colorado by one, Stanford by four, Creighton by two. Like they have been lucky and lucky in close games. They they did lose in overtime uh, at Texas Southern as part of that Pac-12 SWAC Challenge, but they've had some fairly beneficial luck down the stretch. Yeah. Shot making, like they they've made some really really tough shots. We'll see if that holds up as the season goes along. Uh, it, it is Bobby Hurley still, Matt. So I'm I'm hesitant to fully go all the way in.
1: I kind of buy it. I'm sorry. Just this year, mm-hmm. team defend. They haven't defended in forever, right? Like Hurley did the whole guard. You think for a while it was fun. It was sexy and pizzazz, and, but then they did the ups and the downs, and now it's actually like a kind of a steady snail. You know, Kai, kind of, this is a tortoise. His old teams were, were the hare, so I trust this team mm-hmm. a little more. I guess that's the difference. Sure. Um, quick takeaway. Yeah, Texas, tough spot, like the toughest of all spots. Uh, I'm talking about the players specifically on the team. Um, we don't need to go down that rabbit hole any farther, but just, uh, I guess, hats off to surviving in overtime or like mega concern that even without your head coach, you should probably beat Rice by more than um, zero points in regulation. I don't know. <laughs> kind of torn on that one, guys. You're welcome to chime in, uh, but without any further profound thoughts, let's get into a really fun matchup tonight. Jimbo, going to you for the uh, for this first one, because you are the initial stand of the overnight Oats bandwagon. Alabama is hosting Memphis. Um, will there be a better win this year than anyone winning at Houston? I will contend not. Alabama comes right. off that win. Um, are they not sleeping tonight, Jim, but are they a little bit out of gas, maybe out of uh emotional zest um uh, against the
3: Memphis Tigers this evening? There's a chance. And I mean they've been playing a complete gauntlet of a non-conference schedule this whole or this whole preseason or, or non-conference season, and they play Alabama on Saturday. So it's not like you know they've got uh, rest coming up they've this is like it's a sandwich kai but they're playing memphis like that's that's a pretty large game i would lean towards memphis here they just have, have been fairly impressive this year they're not turning the ball over like crazy like every single year under penny kendrick davis has actually made an impact there that's, yeah, that's... rather important for them they get slightly better shots and they still defend uh, Dandridge and DeAndre Williams have been terrific defending the paint. They haven't really even needed our guy, K.O., the big long armed alien. Right? He doesn't need to do that much.
1: That kind of dropped, yeah. um,
3: and they just got um, Demary Franklin eligible. He got a, mm-hmm. a waiver, another score wing, kind of burly wing transfer from Illinois, Chicago. Maybe that hurts the chemistry in game one, trying to incorporate him, but I think long term, that's good for Memphis. So, Kai over seven, I, I, I lean towards the Tigers. I did not bet against my tide, though.
2: Yeah, uh they play Gonzaga on Saturday. You said Alabama plays Alabama, but yes, they play
3: Oh, did I? Sorry. <laughs> I meant Gonzaga. Thank you. They play That'd Gonzaga. A it's huge game.
2: Yes, they're a they're scrimmage. uh they scrimmage every other day, I'm sure, at Alabama. <laughs> uh yes, Alabama's riding high, man. I, left down spot. I would say so. Now Scott says letdown spot for Memphis as well. I don't think so. I think Memphis is just as good as Auburn. It was a neutral floor. It wasn't nearly as emotional of a win as Alabama at Houston, which by the way, Alabama was down 15 points. I mean, that's a heck of an effort to come back and win that game. And Memphis is tough, man. They should be nine and one. Yeah. They should have beaten Seton hall. Uh, Like I said, they just handled Auburn on a neutral court. Alabama Matt killed Houston on the glass, which is impossible. And, And they've really been doing that to everybody. I'm concerned about that against Memphis or for Memphis because this team is kind of concerned with blocking shots, not boxing out. And if you do that against Alabama, you're going to get crushed. Memphis not a great shooting team on the other end. They need to dribble drive. They need post play. They need boards to score. Alabama can defend that. However, eight points—that's way too much. I would lean towards Memphis.
1: Yeah, I I lean towards Memphis. The current number two, I Penny loves Franklin. Man, he's been hyping him up like every time he's interviewed, he talks about how they're really frustrated with the whole waiver process. He sees him as like one of their top, if not best perimeter defender. A guy can come in and sort of help Kendrick, you know, handle the ball, create plays for others. I just like this version. I've said it a million times, a broken record. I like this version of Memphis better than the prior years. It's an older team, right? It's not as like jaw dropping athletic or long, but it's still really athletic and it's older and the team that's not going to make dumbass bonehead plays in crunch time. And against mm-hmm. Alabama on the road, um, hostile environment, I like Mike King Kendrick running the point. I would certainly lean that way. I didn't play it, though, because of course I have Alabama rated in the moon, so no play for me. Um,
3: they, hey, by the way, Memphis will still do dumb things. Like, they oh yeah, sorry, Hall. sorry. Like, it's not it's, completely it's, alleviated, it's, yeah. let's be very clear. <laughs> yeah, the Seton Hall yeah.
1: game was absolutely terrible, but but we've seen some improvements relative to the uh, the bar that was set the last few seasons. Mm-hmm. Um, another fun quasi mid-major game, uh, number two on the outline, Kayona playing Princeton. This is being played at a Random gym in New Jersey. I don't even know what it's Harwood arena, I believe. Hmm. Um, So yeah, I don't know anything about that, but it's basically not going to be on either team's home floor, but no travel for either team. So a true neutral site, at least what it feels like to me. Uh, Sticky Rick Pitino is cruising right now. The market Hmm. seems to be buying into the big Mo that he has this line open five. It's now up to minus seven. Your thoughts.
2: I own a scary good right now. Last four games, margin of victory, 22, 30, 22 and 15. Like, no one's standing in their way right now. And, and I thought their previous game against a pretty good opponent, I forgot who it was already, uh, was very impressive for them to win by the amount they did. Uh, Princeton, though, no slouch. They've won eight straight, albeit against lesser competition, certainly much lesser than Iona. Jim, uh, Princeton's uh, Princeton's Princeton offense is very hard to prepare for. The counters to the wrinkles and every single positioning uh, factor on that end. But Patino's a hell of a coach. If anyone can figure it out on short, rest or short uh, preparation it is rick patino athleticism edge probably iona as well is junior yeah. joseph versatile enough to guard toson i kind of think he is or at least somebody on that roster is no interest in stepping in front of the iona train i do think seven might be a tad high but i'm staying away
3: yeah i i took this at five and a half um it was opener a little bit at six as well i i, I kind of am buying the iona train we, we heard rick patino lament his team's defense like two weeks ago. And since he's been playing junior Joseph and Shima together and they've completely taken away the rim, nobody can score inside. I I don't know if they'll throw Nelly junior Joseph at Tosan or, or John Louis, who's kind of like their Mm. defender extraordinaire. He's given up a a little bit of size, but he's strong and I think he can battle there. Um, So I I'm, I'm like an Iona here, Matthew. I just, especially with the way they've dominated the paint. I think they can score repeatedly inside. I don't know that Princeton can really stand up to them. Like pounding the ball inside and getting after the offensive glass a little bit. Uh, and by the way, this is at Keene University, so you know respect Keene, Matthew. Shout Not some Keen. random gym. Yeah, there you
1: go. Oh yeah, sorry, I didn't mean to offend our proud Keene alumni members watching. Um, so spoiler, this is the best bet for me. I'm going against the grain here. I'm taking the Princeton Tigers guys. I looked at the Iona resume a little closer. Yeah, they've been awesome, but I feel like I don't need to be completely mortified of them, right? Like, okay, they beat niagara who was banged up by 20 whatever canisius they killed canisius okay canisius is terrible and then slew i think is a little bit broken as well so i didn't like give that a full a mark of performance and then st bonnie that game was tied down the stretch late and they needed a big run to put it away i know it's been awesome i'm, I'm not gonna like i know i'm clearly picking you know i'm nitpicking here um but prince has been really good too uh quietly won seven in a row Eight. I like the concoction that they have going for him right now. That's kind of, they had their own kind of quasi two big lineup there with uh, Tosan and the other, um, who the other junior, I forget, is it Quelman? I think
3: his name is. He's on Kalman, Yep. Yeah.
1: My concern is handling pressure. If Rick goes full court press for 40 minutes, I'm going to be shaking in my boots. I don't think he will though, coming off a short turnaround. um, I think he kind of eases into this game that should help Princeton get off to a good start. So Princeton plus seven at the current number is my best bet. Ta-da. All right, next game up. Another one I have action in. NC State hosting Furman. Battle of the Carolinas. Jim, the fighting Dins have been a baby of ours for the last few seasons. We're huge Bob Ritchie fans. They're not defending so well this year. Um, he talked about in the postgame presser, some major, um, you know, some autopsies were done to address what was the root cause of the defensive issues. Need another late search to get by Winthrop last game. A decent but not great one. I'm worried about my Dins. That's my angle of this handicap here.
3: What's your thought? I, I'm worried about either team stopping the other. I, I don't really trust either team defensively. NC State just lost Mohorchic, who I think is their best defensive big. You mentioned Winthrop. Well, now NC State's got to play a ton of DJ Burns, former Winthrop big. And he is immobile. Um, he, he's big. He's an awesome one-on-one post player, but he's not really a, a paint protector. Like He's not going to be positionally super sound there. And Furman will move guys around. They'll have Jalen Slosson at the top of the key trying to pull Burns outside of the paint. I think that's a problem. I don't trust the perimeter defenders for NC State. I don't know if Turquavian Smith could keep me in front with my banged-up knee. That's my concern. So I I like the over. I basically sort of talked myself into that. I think there's a lot of points. I think NC State will get it going up and down. Furman will be relatively willing to play that. They're not a hyperspeed team, but I think we see possessions and efficiency here. Kai, I didn't have a take on the spread. It felt about right to me.
2: Yeah, man, I, I I wanted the over. It, the number is just sky high. It's 155 at Bet Rivers right now. I, it scared Oof. me off a little bit. Uh, I don't think Furman's as good as Ken Palm thinks they are. And that and that hurts me to say. That pains me because I love this team, as Matt said. They've squeaked by some so-so squads. Their ending margins yep. have looked more impressive than they've actually played. They lost outright to a high point, Old Dominion. And NC State's been solid. They, they've lost two of last three, for sure. Lahorechic well, is definitely important, in my opinion. On-off awesome. spots support that. And he's also their most physical player by a long shot. He's really their only muscle they have on their team. And he split the the minutes with Burns, like Jim said, 50-50. The drop-off from him to the next guy is steep, and Burns can't play more than 20 minutes per game. He just can't do it. Berman's experienced, well-coached. They're a dangerous underdog as well who can shoot and score. Usually you want to be on those type of dogs. I lean their way, um, especially with the lack of NC State uh, bucket protection tonight.
1: Yeah, no, I kind of had faked everyone with my uh, primer that was very anti-Furman. I bet Furman tonight uh, <laughs> okay. at, at plus six and a half. I think Kai's brought up the, the matchup points. I think Furman's a great giant killer against teams that don't have like an interior beast that's going to you know bludgeon them. NC State doesn't have that, especially without Deuce out. So, yeah, I like the Dins. I think this is a, a signature win that Bob Ritchie badly needs this year uh, and kind of a struggling-ish start to the year. Uh, next game, man, Marshall, Marshall, Marshall. When I see this team pop up on the slate. I get terrified um, because I know they're a top 10 team in the country right now. They travel outside of Pittsburgh where they've spent the last week, basically uh, just demoralized Duquesne and Robert Morris. Now they go to UNC Greensboro, Jim. Uh, Mike Jones, who? Mike Jones almost took down Big
3: Suey in a uh, favor last game. Do they keep it rolling tonight against the red, red hot Marshall Herds? Your guess is as good as mine. Uh, Marshall is the ultimate I-can't-figure-them-out team, and that shouldn't be the case considering they're 8-2 and two against the spread. Seems like just bet them every time, Jim, and you do well. But I'm 0-2 betting on them. Hopped in on the the two wrong games when they did not cover against Queens, when they did not cover against Chicago State. Yuck. Uh, also, I think 0-4 fading them and 0-2 betting they're over. So, Kai, I have clueless with Marshall games. Uh, yeah. I think they're fantastic. And I'm a big fan of Handlogged Ten the big seven-footer that they've got that's been kind of kicking butt and taking names in the paint, protecting the rim. And I pointed this out to you guys, like Marshall's never been even remotely decent at uh, offensive rebounding. And now they're like fully elite. They get second shots in a top 20 rate in the entire country. That concerns me a little. Uh, Greensboro's got size, but it's not hyper physical size. Bass Lida is more of a perimeter kind of inside out type of big man, rather than a banger in the, in, in the paint. That said, I made the number lower and I should have bet Greensboro, but I sat on my hands because I'm terrified of Marshall Kai. Tell the people why I should have bet Greensboro. Yeah, you mentioned it. Marshall
2: 8-2 and two against the spread, and I thought I had him rated pretty high, but these lines are consistently inflated in favor of Marshall, probably for good reason. Greensboro, Matt, they're off that great effort against Arkansas. They have their star, Kennedy, back in the lineup. He's huge for them. He's enormous. The couple of games they lost, you could probably directly point to him being out. As the majority of uh, the, the main reason that happened, and Mike Jones is a good coach. He knows he can, he needs to keep this game in the half court to have a chance. I am on Greensboro at a higher number two and a half. I can't recommend it's Marshall's third row game in six days. I know they were in the same spot yep. the, the prior yep. two, but that still matters a little bit. It has to for a team that runs so much. And Greensboro really uh, prioritizes stopping the middle, stopping the inside of the arc, stopping the paint. That's where Marshall's really lived recently. Their outside shooting hasn't been that good. So if Greensboro keep this in the half court, they can keep Marshall out of the paint. They have a good shot to win this game outright. The question is, do they have enough firepower on the other end? TBD. Yeah.
3: Marshall sneaky, no depth. 353rd in yeah. bench rights. Like, they really rely on their top six big time. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and they run a lot. Yeah, I think all the spot points you guys said were apt. The one thing I'm worried about as a UNCG backer myself is turnovers. That's where Marshall's been deadly. Like, their transition attack's been awesome. They get up and down quickly. They find open shooters. They get to the rim for easy buckets. Just don't turn the ball over, Spartans, and I think this kind of molds into a back-and-forth slog type of game, which may favor Greensboro down the stretch, especially at home. Maybe that that uh, those tired legs start to show themselves in the second half, so... Um, but no bet currently at the ex- at the price. Now it's down to like two. So yeah, I wouldn't, if you're looking to hop in and ride or tail us on Greensboro now is not the time. Uh, if
3: anything, bet Marshall, if you're leaning that way, Uh chat mob round one, it's time. All right. We'll start with Scott H. Kai asking about a, a game out West that a lot of money has come in on the dog. And I frankly disagree with it. Uh, Portland state at Santa Clara. I'm liking the Broncos. Kai. Am I crazy for being an AirPods man today?
2: No, I have no take on this game, Jim. I suppose I lean towards Santa Clara as well. Um, Portland State's a hard team to fade or bet because they're so unpredictable. They're erratic. They they have the ability to compete in every game, but they also have the ability to get blown out. So it's a team I'm not really looking to do either one with.
3: Stay yeah, on. they have lost by 23 at Cal Poly, and that, like that's the the low low of them. But then they've competed yep. with uh, pretty solid teams. They've beaten Oregon State twice. Yep. Uh, they press a lot. Scott H was asking, to tell me about, them. they've get a decent amount of down transfer talent. They press a lot. So that's why yeah. it's kind of up and down and can be based on their engagement level. That's very important. Uh, Matt, Billy Evers asking if Boston college should be favored by 12 over anyone. I mm. sort of think no as Stonehill, a potential wager here.
1: Yeah. And I kind of like Stonehill. I watched them play a couple of times. They're not, mm-hmm. uh, again, another
3: new D one team. That's better than everyone thinks. So probably a good angle just on that alone. They have almost no athleticism, but they can shoot. They play smart. They they play disciplined. Uh, so, yeah, kind of lean that way. Ashton Langford is playing for BC. He's missed the last couple. That's big, but I still don't trust him as a big favorite. Uh, Kai, road favorite UNC Asheville going to South Carolina State. Uh, the Bulldogs yep. have taken a little bit of money as a road favorite. Been bet up. I agree with it. Do you?
2: I agree with the move, Jim, but I'm not fading South Carolina State. That's a team that seems to cover every single game unexpectedly. Yeah, no, they they this do. is their first home game <laughs> of the season. I can definitely see them winning this game outright as a plus eight dog. I might even sprinkle some money line, to be honest. This just wow. feels like they could win this game.
3: They have been really good. Like, Asheville's
2: not been good. good, by the way, lately.
3: They've been terrible. Mm-hmm. Their their efforts have been really bad. I will, I will say South Carolina State five and six against the spread. So it's not like they've been super right. human, but they have been better recently. So. Lucky. Yep. Drew Pember Plucky. 40 and 20, probably. But yeah, we'll see. I hope so, uh, Matthew. DC's best team, maybe American is hosting VMI today. Yes, hosting VMI today. Should we be uh, back in American? The Eagles as they continue this kind it's of just, incredible run they've been on this year. It is it's a it's a
1: ridiculous number. I I can't lay it, but I I get why it is what it is. Americans American's been awesome, so they've gotten healthier. They're actually improving before they got key guys key guys back. Now it's like an additional jolt in the uh, in the engine for them. And VMI is not. I don't know. I think they kind of flop in this game, to be honest. So, yeah, I would lean American. It's just too big of a number for me to win.
3: Yeah, they're still missing Colin Smalls, one of their starting guards, but it has not mattered. Like, they have been fantastic so far, both straight up against the number, however you want to measure it. They've been terrific. Uh, Kai, UTSA going to Utah. We've kind of talked about these weird one-off random travel spots, and UTSA is going to altitude here. I thought this number was big, but I fear this kind of particular spot.
2: Yep, thought it was big as well, but I stayed away. Utah probably pounds them. I did. Yeah, I took Utah. They will pound them.
3: Interesting. Uh, I, I took I took UTSA small, Matthew. So
2: or, What? I think the numbers come down a little bit.
3: It has. I have 23 and a half. UTSA so stinks. Maybe we can both win, Matt. Maybe we can both win. They stink. Utah by forty. Continue Next no, question. UTSA covered against New Mexico, which is like impossible to do. So how about that? Yeah, that's true. That's fair. All right, Matt, uh, Will Jones. One more. We'll get We'll get back to the outline after Will's question here. Eastern Washington at Texas Tech. Man, the Red Raiders it might be shorthanded. It sounds like Jalen Tyson will be back, but we don't know about Daniel Bacho. He's like truly a game time decision. You buying the Eagles on the road? Uh, I am, but not at the current number. I think it opened 19,
1: sounded at 16 and a half. Part of me is like matches, take it like you're nitpicking over numbers at high teens and you know, low 20s. But I, it's just a dead travel spot for East Eastern Washington, right? They went for Pacal, close gritty win, went up to South Dakota State, had a huge lead and blew a huge lead. And now they have to fly down to Texas, um, although Texas Tech is bad right now, man. I would lean fade there, but I just can't back East Washington with the spot that they're
2: in.
3: Yeah, Texas Tech's kind of a team like I don't fully trust right now, but yeah, like, is this the right team to fade them with? I, that's that's debatable. Um, all right, Matthew, back to the outline. Uh, questions galore about UMass Lowell and Rhode Island, so we better do this game justice. Okay. One, baby. Uh,
1: Kai, I'm going to toss to you quickly here. I don't have a ton of context right. on this game other than Rhode Island sort of, uh, you know, trying to find themselves right now, and UMass Lowell is a top 10 team in the country. So yeah. in that light, um, the line does feel very low, but it is wild to think that UMass Low would ever be favored on the road at Rhode Island. But that's kind of what, you know, that's what Lowell's done so far this year.
2: You know what the amazing part about this, Matt, is Rhode Island's taking money. This line's come down. And that is shocking from a market perspective. That's always betting up on, on Lowell. But also the prospects of them being a two, two and a half point favorite at Rhode Island. That's absolutely insane. I thought it was insane that they were a short Uh, a dog against UMass as well. They beat them. Uh, They're eight and two against the spread. They're a fully formed team. That's what's dangerous about UMass Lowell. They are a fully formed March ready team right now. And Rhode Island is figuring it out. Even their last game against Army was way too close. Uh, Army came back several times in that game. And this team's lost outright to Quinnipiac, Texas State, Boston College and Brown. I'm not trusting Rhode Island here. I'm not fading UMass Lowell again. No chance.
3: Yeah, I mean, Lowell is ridiculous in the paint. Like, they're awesome two-point percentage offense and two-point percentage defense. Max Brooks was, like, their best player last year, and now he's a reserve big man or, like, a 18-minute-a-game guy because they brought in Koulibaly, formerly of Pitt. He's been fantastic. Ayinde Hakim, the former LaSalle transfer, has been kind of dictating tempo and getting into the paint at will. Lowell's he was so really fast. Good. So yeah. fast, man. Lowell is, like, actually really good. Rhode Island they might live at the free throw line here Matthew because they do draw a lot of contact and wool is it tends to hack a little bit but they're deep they're not going to really be worried about losing anybody to foul trouble I am fully sitting this game out I I cannot figure Rhode Island out I, I still think the rosters a lot better than it's showing and I think Archie Miller's a good coach but man it has not come together yet so I I, I don't know what to do with this one do you. I think Jalen Carey coming back last game and playing very well for Island is what
1: probably might be influencing some of the betters that took the Rams early. Um, you know, you played 27 minutes, five assists, one turnover. That team badly needs guards, like consistent guard play. So uh, that is maybe if you want to go against the, uh, the UMass Lowell, you want to bet on the UMass Lowell regression variance monster. I think that's a point in your favor. The fact that Carey came back last game, but I'm not doing that. So good luck betting against Lowell. It's served me no good so far this year. <laughs> um next game fiu at howard staying in the northeast gym um big news for the bison getting uh their star point guard back last game now fiu i believe this is their first time uh no sorry their second road trip of the year this team's been very whack a as well getting denver jones back last game was key i don't know
3: see so yeah, a few moving parts here it seems like a throwaway spot for fiu so i did so i didn't play them I kind of like the over I think with Hawkins back for Howard, they're going to be much more willing to run. And it's not just Hawkins. They got Shy Odom, their best freshman back. They got Dockery, the former Maryland transfer. He's back a lot more weapons for them to play with, a lot more depth to get up and down. And FIU's last road game, Matt, that you mentioned was barely basketball at NC State. That, that game was the most ping pongy. Only three guys cross half court for each team every time down the floor. Barely, barely basketball. I think we get more up and down tempo here. And I don't know if I trust FIU on the road playing that kind of skittery, uncertain, undisciplined basketball. And Howard is a lot better with Hawkins in the lineup. We saw them hang really, really tight with VCU as like 18-point dogs, even without Ace Baldwin. That's still impressive to hang around at VCU like that. So Kai, I lean towards over and Howard here.
2: Yep. Over lean as well. And Howard is my best bet. Plus four. The market gave me some value. They're on FIU. I say Howard plus four. I think they should be a little bit of a favorite in this game. Uh Hawkins is enormous. And he came off the bench last game. I think he's more uh healthy this game. I think him, Dockery, and Odom will be fully back in the fold instead of playing complimentary roles like they did against VCU. This is Howard's first Division one home game of the season. It only took till mid December, but here we are. I think they get fired up for this one. They're healthy, like I said. Um FIU can lose to anyone. Heck. Eastern mission and beat them. And that team is hopeless. Uh, it's going to be points, points, points. It's going to be a lot of possessions. Now the team wants to slow down. I think Howard can compete, Matt. I think they can win outright. Nothing really scares me about FIU. I like Howard's talent stacking up to him. Plus four. Absolutely.
1: Love it. Let's go fighting Gus Johnson's last game. I, think on I, the I took
3: outlet. a bad number there. Three and a half. I four definitely like it. Yeah. Okay. Same. I think I still have FIU rated too highly. Who
1: knows? Um, all right, last one here. Oh, so we got two more. Excuse me. We're heading West Coast for our final two. All of
3: these games seem like they should be the last one on the outline. Like, why? Yeah, is it's here? every game I'm like, oh, wait, these <laughs> teams are
1: playing? This is weird. Oh, these two. Yeah. There's
3: a lot of odd,
1: non con, Shuen games. Uh, Washington hosting Cal Poly. Mr. Brekean, I believe you were the banner holder for this Cal Poly team preseason. Maybe I'm overstating your your confidence in this team, but you did like them. Um, mm-hmm. I pushed back against you. And sure enough, they're kind of cruising right now, fresh off a Dominating performance last game. Did they keep it rolling in the, uh, what do they call Seattle?
2: I don't know. The Emerald City, right? Emerald, Emerald, City.
3: Emerald City. Thank you. you. God,
2: yeah. yes. Mm. Uh, yes, I, I did like Cal Poly this preseason. I hope this is be their best team in, in quite a while. However, I've not put my money where my mouth is. I should have bet them against Portland State. I didn't do it. Uh, Cal Poly has been rock solid last four games, really good efforts. Washington's had its up and downs, but This is still a very talented team, and we've only seen them twice without Kepning Foley out of the lineup. They're 1-1. and They beat Colorado, lost to Gonzaga. Can't really determine too much from that. The question is, can Cal Poly break this zone? They have some shooting, but it could cause some issues. Karoma is their main offensive guy. He's mainly a post guy, but he can step out. Maybe they'll put him at the free throw line. He doesn't have a very high assist rate, so I question his passing ability. We'll see. I'm worried about Cal Poly's ball security against the zone. Um, I do lean towards Washington a little bit. It's just a little bit too high for me, Jim.
3: Yeah, I, I the ball security is a problem, and they don't offensive rebound, which like you want to be able to do against Washington. Yeah. Go get second chances. You might not get a high quality first shot because of how long they are and the, the discipline of the zone, but uh, you can probably get second looks. And Cal Poly doesn't do that. Uh, unfortunately, like Cal Poly has played four really good games in a row. They're up sixty spots in Ken Palm over the last four. I was on them in the Pacific game, and the Cal Baptist one, for some reason, sat out Portland State. That would have been the comfiest winner of them all. I wish I had, had been a part of that, but the way they've risen has obviously impacted their line. So, Matt, I don't know if there's as much value on Cal Poly anymore. In fact, I'm with Kai, sort of lean more towards Washington here. I mean, if you said pregame Washington 12 over Cal Poly, I'm sure you especially would have jumped all over that.
1: Uh, yeah, I was, I still ain't it. I don't know why I haven't played it yet. To be honest, I just don't think I trust this Washington team, especially as a large favorite. Um, and Cal Poly plays hard. Like I watched him play a little bit on two different occasions. Um, I'm not, they're talented. They're sorry, somewhat talented. I don't think they're like extremely well coached from a tactical perspective, but they play really, really hard. I think that matters, especially, um, going on the road against a a favorite. I think you have that that sort of DNA will, will, will play up well. Uh, in class and Kai mentioned they have some size up front. So I don't think this is like a complete bloodbath on the boards either. Um, so yeah, I'll keep staring at it and probably not playing it last game on the outline. Arizona is hosting Texas A&M Corpus Christi. Wildcats look absolutely dominant, impressive, et cetera, against my Indiana Hoosiers. Mr. McKeon feels like a letdown spot, but I don't know when you can throw the ball inside to DeBellis and follow anytime you want and, you know, score it. Well, maybe it's immune to a letdown.
2: Uh, it should be a blowout. Arizona should absolutely mm. decimate them. But this this Corpus Christi team is scrappy. Um, they have played a couple power foes close in the past, especially last season. But Arizona is going to live the line. Uh, they're likely going to be fine with the ball pressure. And Corpus Christi will have a really hard time scoring the ball. It, they have to get inside. They can't shoot. And that's not going to happen against Arizona. The size edge is massive. I think the talent is too. Corpus Christi is extremely well coached extremely well coach Steve Lutz is going to get a high major job or at least a mid-major job yeah, very soon down the road Purdue guy Matt Painter guy it's just too many possessions for me and I'm leaning towards Arizona here
3: yeah I, I agree Corpus Christi is a feisty underdog but this is horrific for them the matchup mm-hmm. like they're 340th in defensive two-point percentage Arizona is like top three on offensive two-point percentage they don't have the size to compete and Corpus Christi likes to run like you don't want to do that against Arizona give them up and down ping-pong possessions where they can just fling it into two who runs the floor battle who runs the floor uh overs been bet up like four points totally agree with that movement i think we see something like 110 to 80 in this game like i think this is just a, a massive high scoring type of game and i would lean towards arizona in that because the talent can play out over those possessions so yeah man i like corpus christi but not today yeah i agree i like him in general
1: just not today not on the west coast not against arizona even though arizona's Coming off that big um
3: chest beating win over the Hoosiers. All right, chat mob, round two, Jim. Go. All right, man, I'm going right back to you for another DMV area question here. UMBC at the Greyhounds of Loyola, Maryland, got another Princeton offense that could be tough to prepare for, but it also only scored 34 points last game. So maybe they're just bad. I don't know. What do you think? UMBC has been kind of a, a monster lately.
1: Yeah, except when they weren't for us in best bets the first half um, against Columbia. So I'm still mad at them for that. So they're in timeout, but yeah, they've been really good. I would lean toward UMBC, a team that has some good shooting regression
3: coming its way. I would think. Yeah. That's like, uh, if you like UMBC, you probably like the over. If you like Loyola Maryland, you like the under who controls the tempo type of thing. Uh, I lean towards the Greyhounds, but I don't feel good about it. (laughs) Kai day game today. A couple of people asking about Longwood at St. Francis of New York. I think the number's a little low, but I, I have this like anecdotal memory of these day games where it's like the kid's school day trip and the home court is worth a ton. So I, I kind of got scared and sat it out.
2: Yeah, I think I said that Lowell was starting at one. It's this game that starts at one. That was my fault. Um, I have no take in this game. Absolutely none. Longwood's got guys out. I, I have not been confident taking them with them out. Now, they've been out for a while. Maybe you should just ignore them by now and just realize what level they're playing at. Um, I got nothing.
3: All right, Matthew, USC Upstate at Florida State. Florida State got to beat down Louisville. Does that mean they figured it out, or is that just uh, whatever? It's Louisville. Do you think USC Upstate can hang around?
1: Uh, I don't trust Florida State as a large favorite right now. No, that definitely not. I think it's probably a good matchup for them to blow out a team, but until I see some evidence that they're playing like a legit favorite, I'm not going to back them.
3: Yeah, I, uh, Dan Ness said it's up to 15 and a half. Yeah, money's coming Upstate. on Florida State. That's yeah, Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Uh, Daryl Turner, Kai, asked about the over in Fairleigh Dickinson, Richmond. I definitely could see both teams struggling to stop each other, particularly FDU struggling to stop Richmond and FDU likes to run a little bit. But I didn't end up betting this game at all. Uh, did you have any take?
2: Not really. I don't know if the pace is going to be there, but the efficiency will be on Richmond's end for sure. Definitely will. They'll, be, yeah. they'll score whenever they want against Fairleigh Dickinson. No real take. I lean
3: Richmond. I lean Richmond there on the side hey. now that I think more oh, about okay. it. Uh, Matt from Pat Taylor St. Peter's at Hartford Hartford's been abysmal St. Peter's is kind of rocked with lineup issues they had like three or four guys out last game do you have anything here I mean like do you have to wait to see if Jalen Murray and Jalen Sadler yeah, are back right Saint Sadler Peters?
1: Murray yeah I think those are St. yeah so two of St. Peter's primary ball handlers creators did not play last game um, even if they were in and guaranteed I would want to lay nine with St. Peter's against anyone, even though it's Hartford. Um, I just don't trust that team right now. I think it's going to be good by conference play, but we're not there yet. And with those roster question marks, there's no need to get
2: involved.
3: Yeah. Uh, Kai from the Renzo bros, Mississippi Valley state, the Delta devs are headed <laughs> to Wichita state. The shockers have kind of struck me as a pace taker this year. And Mississippi Valley state has played some slow games under yep. George ivory. So I lean towards the under, but it is, pretty low it's been bet up a little bit so maybe get an extra value i don't know do you have any take side or total i think that's a good bad number i'm on the under in this game
2: uh in addition to what you said about pace mississippi valley state is one of the worst zone offenses in the country and wichita state plays zone so Mm -hmm. i I think they're gonna have a real hard time scoring i bet the game is like 70 to 40 ish something like that 60 to 30, something like that. Very, very 60 low 60 to 30
3: sounds, sounds great. And let's yeah. let's remember, they uh, Mississippi Valley State just lost 58 to 38 to Arkansas State. So that yeah. is it's gonna be low. completely conceivable. I think they cover, though. I think my Delta Devils cover, baby.
2: 27 points. 27? Wichita State? On, on a 127 total. That's Come like on. almost impossible yeah. not to cover. <laughs> Come on, Delta
1: Devs. Uh,
3: Matthew, Ray Reyes asked, and we can kind of all give thoughts on this in general, uh, Kai, if you have anything too particular thoughts on the back-to-back Like rematch type thing. Southern Miss going to Lamar after they just blew out Lamar. This game has been bet down. People are betting on Lamar, and I say good luck to them because Lamar is horrendous and has injuries. Southern Miss has been a juggernaut. I don't care what happened in the first game in this particular matchup, Matt. I like Southern Miss, but do you have any general thoughts on those rematch type situations?
1: Uh, I feel like I'm cooling on the trying to play the trend, basically backing the team that got you know, blowing out the first matchup in this case, that would be Lamar. Maybe that explains the money we've seen, but I think it's more case by case as I've thought, as I've matured in age and wizened in my years of handicapping gems, And I, with you, I think you think simple here. Southern Miss has been awesome. And they're a team that can completely suffocate your offense. Like I think Lamar scoring 55, 50 points, night will be impressive for them. So yeah, Southern Miss has issues on offense at times, but I think they claw their way to 65, 70 and probably cover this.
2: Yeah, God, they're Lamar's gonna score. So they're gonna score ninety. They're gonna kill them again. They're gonna kill them again. How many did
3: they score the first? I guess they did. Ninety six. Yeah, ninety yeah, six fifty nine or fifty. They're gonna.
2: They're gonna kill them. Yes, I can't yep. believe they're not. They're not. That's, that blows my mind.
3: I bet some Jeez. Southern Miss first half and some full yep. game and was yep. considering it for best bet. Uh, another thing, I almost best bet. I sent it to our group chat and then pulled it back. Uh, Houston first half will Jones and Scott H both at both asked about that. I do think we get very angry Houston off a home loss. They're playing an NCA and T team that hasn't played in two weeks. So I think there's going to be some rust for them as well. Coming out against like the most intense physical team in the country. I didn't officially go to it because it's up a point and a half from when I bet it, but I certainly would, would lean hard on Houston first half there. All right. That's it for chat mob best bets. Um oh my best bet that I is the keep it. I'm swiping from Kai. Kai had a successful winner with the Prairie View Panther pups mm-hmm. in Chicago on Sunday. I'm doing the same thing here today. Prairie View is a dog plus 4 at Illinois Chicago. No travel for them. They've been able to hang out here since uh, the Northwestern game on Sunday. I think they've been hanging out, hopefully not getting too fat and happy on p and and Drinking yeah. too much Malort, but... I haven't seen them out, Jim, so I think they've been conquered down watching film. Good, yeah, it's not like when up. we had the the Neil Intel that uh, whichever team was out at Caesars Washington Palace. Washington State? That's right, yep, yep. Bad apples
2: um, out there. So,
3: yeah, I'm sure they've been in studying hard for finals and stuff, and I honestly just think they're like even with UIC. I don't see them that far behind, and again, with no travel, not giving a lot for home. I will take the plus four. That's my best bet. Kai, to you.
2: Mine's also plus four, but it's Howard. Howard hosting FIU for a game they should hopefully be up for go Bison go Gus Johnson, Matthew
1: Princeton plus seven, my best bet going against the strong headwinds of Rick Pitino and the Gales who are cruising right now, but uh, it's kind of a cover your eye bet, but I think my Tiggers get it done today in a neutral side. They sneak inside that plus seven number. And that concludes today's episode of the best bets from a Tuesday. We are back tomorrow. We're off Thursday and back on Friday for those You're trying to map out your week of when you'll be attending the live program. So if you are good for you, you should be doing that. But tomorrow we're back, same time as usual. Until then, good luck tonight. Take care.
0: This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming,
3: and his facility shines.